This is a podcast from Rover. The Breakfast Club Year in Review. Somebody in the Morifim Breakfast Club has got some big news to share, so who wants to take the mic? Allow me. <laughs> it's Gazza here. How are you? Lord Ted, to some of you. Um, yes, the news is this. Um, I'm going to quickly go through my personal history explain how I got here to the studio. Uh, when I was about 18, I started writing poems and had a few books published and then used to busk around New Zealand, which was unusual then. Yeah. In fact, I got arrested for it several times. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I started doing comedy, which was also new because comedy had started happening in Australia, but... Some of the bands in New Zealand said, oh, it'd be great to have that gazer up there on the stage uh, because he doesn't have a lot of gear, so he can do the support act for the band. So I w- travelled with probably every band in New Zealand and some in Australia doing that. From that, because I knew the musicians, someone said to me, could you go to Raglan and do the research for a, a documentary on Raglan? It was TVNZ. I said, why not? Two weeks in a motel, surfing every day. Why wouldn't I? So off I went. I turned in the research and then the people making the documentary said, well, you might as well present the documentary. So I'd never been on TV before, so I jumped in there and I found it quite easy and fortunately for me it won the documentary of the year. So then I got the Heartland TV series, which I filmed in every corner of New Zealand from the Chathams to Northland to Bluff over three or four years. What a great life, you know. Mm. Two weeks on the road, go back to Gisborne, go surfing again, another two weeks on the road. It It was fantastic. Then I got a job out of that, doing a travel show, and I toured the world, thanks to you taxpayers, uh, making <laughs> Hawaii, Los Angeles, you name it, I was there. Um, and so I've had a bit of a charmed life. And at the end of that, I did a lot of stage shows as well, but at the end of that, out of the blue came a call from MediaWorks, which I think may have been called something else then. This was 18 years ago. And the boss of the company, whom I didn't know, um, Brent, said, could you come and maybe do this show in Christchurch? And I said, what's involved? He said, well, you have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I said, no, no, I don't want to trust that. Thanks very much. <laughs> and uh, then he talked me into it. He gave me an apartment and a car, and then I started doing it. And it turned out to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I suddenly realized I could combine humor with poetry, with political stuff that I enjoy doing, with social issues. And that really worked for me. It's because I think the important thing about radio, when you have a license, it's a social obligation to raise matters that are important in the country. So I have often, um, to the annoyance of some other people, uh, raised social issues while I've been on this radio show. I like that. Now, I've particularly enjoyed this combination that we have here now. Adam has joined us. Lana and I have worked together for a number of years now. Speedy's been around. When I first met Speedy, he was only five. And, <laughs> and wearing a St. Bradigan's uniform. And Bondi, of course, has helped me. has been my right-hand man, helping me with all sorts of things throughout. This has been and is a wonderful breakfast show. New Zealand is lucky to have it because it's got quality. It's not just silly chatter. It's got a whole range of things, and it's been real. People have raised important issues in their own lives, and they've been honest about it. We've all done the best we can there. So the news is that from April next year, I'm going to make a change. So up until April, early April, I'll be here as per usual, life of the party, leading the team. A star Six, in the making. man in here. <laughs> <laughs> My usual humble, modest self. Yes. But after that, I'm going to go to another area. And this, I, I did the history thing because I wanted you to understand I've been lucky all the time. I've flipped from one thing to another at mm. just the right time. Everything's gone amazingly well for me yeah. by accident, not by design. I didn't go to broadcasting school or plan anything. Mm. But I'm going to go to Today FM where I'm going to be able to do political stuff, interviews, panel discussions on politics, 
podcasts and my own show at some point during the week mm. in which I'll have my own sort of oddball view of radio and be able to do that. So that is the news we're talking about, and I know it'll be a shock to some people, and I hope it doesn't upset you too much because we have got a team thing here that works very well, and you do become part of people's lives. We know that, particularly in the morning when people are vulnerable. Um, we're aware of the responsibility we carry to help you through the day, and some people have had rough times, and some people have had a reasonable time, but getting people up and running as they're taking the kids to school or off to work through the pandemic, through earthquakes and all that stuff, it has been important to have this good team, and we've had it. Yeah. So I am not sorry about what I will do in my new role, but I'm certainly going to miss you guys. But then I'm going to be in the building. So whether you like it or not, you're still going to see me around here, <laughs> and I will have my voice in another forum. So that's the news we have today. It is big news for me because of the association I have with you guys and with our listeners. So I'm not overlooking that. It's going to be a bit jarring not to be addressing the same people, but probably the time has come for me to do that other stuff that I've been thinking about doing. Yeah. 18 years at More FM. Yeah. yeah. 18 Amazing. years. And when I came here first time round, you know what happened? What? I arrived in a helicopter and landed in Hagley Park. <laughs> you could make that up now. We wouldn't know if that's true. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually a jet plane that landed at the airport. That's what it was. No, I, that's actually what happened. Gary, you've said that so beautifully. And can I just say you've been a voice of comfort for so many people over the past 18 years. I was year nine at high school There'll when be... I was listening to you on the radio. <laughs> There'll be kids going to university or whatever this morning or going to their last NCA exam that were born when you were on air. That's, that, you, that is you've right. You've been there the whole life. Well, even my own daughters, you know, the twins are now 11 and Evelyn's 10. They, all they know of me is radio. They can't. And I, I've said to them, oh, I might have to retire one day. And they said, oh, no, no, Dad, Dad, you can't do that. You're only 69. <laughs> of course not true, but that's what, <laughs> I, that's what I've told them. Yeah, yeah. so they, they are involved too. So you do realise that it's part of people's lives, and Can I we... appreciate that.